Hello, uh, welcome to Polygon Forest. My name's Chris. I'm Ben. Let's do this. Uh, so today we are going to be talking about Days Gone 2 Not Quite Gone Yet. Snappy mm. title that I came up with. Um, we're going to be talking about Sony reverses course on PS3 and Vita store closure. And if we've got time, oh, we're going to talk about Airlink on Quest 2 uh, is now live. Uh, if we have time, we might push that back. We shall see. But first of all, Vin, how are you doing? Uh, I'm good, man. I'm very tired. Um, I'm currently recovering from some lockdown insomnia, but it's okay. Because you've got you, you've got your monster. Okay, product Indeed. placement there. We're not sponsored, but if Monster wanted to send Vin a case, then <laughs> please do please, so. Please, to this I, I would, I, I would take it. I, I would genuinely take it. <laughs> That's the dream, but, yeah. mate. Being sponsored specifically by Monster. But yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> how about you, man? How are you going? I am going. We rehearsed this. Medium rare, <laughs> because I'm all sunburnt. Uh, I went outside for the first time in about a year yesterday. I'll do it. Anyone yep. that was on my Twitter saw that I painted a bench, and this is the consequence of going outside and painting a bench. <laughs> this is the saddest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> but what it meant is it affected the podcast, really, because that meant that the day after, so like last night, I couldn't play any video games because I was too, like, crispy, and I couldn't... <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> Too crispy. I like that. That's it. That's that's the best excuse for not playing a video game I've ever heard in my life. So when Go we talk that. about what we've been playing, it's like, well, I've not, not been playing that much. Oh, as, well, as much as I would have. Right. Um, but let's move on to video games. I have been playing more of um, no, Horizon, New Horizon Zero Dawn uh, video game, and I've just right. completed, pretty much just completed, well, I've completed the narrative of the DLC for the game, which is nice. the something Frozen Wild. Frozen, Frozen Wild, yep. Which is great. It was a great little story. Really mm -hmm. loved it. It tied into the universe really well, and it tied into the main narrative really well. So now I'm pretty much just ready to tie up the loose ends of the main narrative. Yeah, the fact that you got this thing for free is just still pretty mind-blowing to me. Well, mostly for free. Like mostly that's... for free, yeah. I think yeah. it is 100% properly free now. So I had it on the game Sony Game Pass, right. yeah, and it's now now it's completely hundred percent free with the stay at home initiative thing that that Sony have got going on. So it was stupidly reduced because I feel like an absolute bargain. Um, but now I'm kind of considering an Aloy tattoo to sort of make up the difference. Although I know Sony won't really get the uh, the money for that, uh, or Gorilla won't be getting the money for that. Um, but it's a nice sentiment, though. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. If that if that isn't an endorsement for a video game, I don't know what is. It's a pretty good endorsement. I've yeah. always wa I've always wanted to get like because the thing is I've never ever got a tattoo in my life, and the main reason for that is because I was moving to Japan like straight after um, uni, and in Japan, well, it was back then as well, but it's it's getting a little bit better. But tattoos are like super frowned upon over there. Yeah. Like to the point you can't even go to like a public bathhouse without covering them up and, and stuff like that because like they're associated associated with the yakuza and things like that so yeah like, like it's basically like saying i'm a criminal isn't it exactly like yeah. that's it's it's kind of like having a it's the equivalent of having like a tattoo on your face in 
in England, pretty much. It's, it's probably like, yeah, worse than that because we wouldn't ask people to cover that up, would you? I mean, they'd stop. You sure. wouldn't employ them, but <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I, like, I, I used to hear stories about people that would um, go on like work vacations or whatever and go to Korea, and they'd be they'd all go to like a public bathhouse with um, all of their colleagues or whatever, and then they would say, "Oh my do. god, he's got a he's got a tattoo." Like, Japan and Korea, like it's it's pretty it's, common. It's Winnie the Pooh on my belly. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> it's harmless. In China, you probably got shot for that. That's a different story. But um, yeah, like and like they they'd return home. No one would say anything. They return home, and then whoever had the tattoo got fired, sort of thing. They they were the sort of stories that would be around, you know. Yeah. So like I've I've never like I've always wanted to get like the tattoo idea, which I always had was I wanted to get like one little icon on my arm all the way up all around for every game of the year that I've ever had, like throughout my whole life, if that makes sense. When you say had, you mean guessed correctly or worked on or what? No, just like my personal game of the year, like what I've, like what I enjoyed that year, what I considered like, okay, that year was that game. And it would just be like a small icon or something to be from that game. But I've never, I've just never gotten around to it. But yeah. Yeah. I've kind of had this theory of doing like um, a combination of, wouldn't be the game of the year because sometimes if you've got a short list that you're not happy with i wouldn't want it sure. to yep. me. or if you've got two games that you just absolutely love i'd probably mm. want two but yeah like games that spoke to me and stood out to me like having something from there but in the style of like vintage americana sort of sailory type stuff yeah. so instead of like the normandy from mass effect uh so no instead of having like a sail ship with like rope around it and like yeah. waves have like this other sort of colorization like with the normandy from mass effect because it's still a ship or like um instead of like flowers with uh sometimes you get the flowers with in a certain americana style having like the mario fire right flower uh, i'm being messed around with ideas some of it's too on the nose and it just would just look um wouldn't just just not my style because you know people some people have like you know mario mushrooms and coins and stuff yeah i mean it's kind of it's kind of one of those things like if i did get it it would be i would want it to not stand out too much like i'd want it to be noticeable to the people that knew what it was yeah like a wink and a nod like you know what this is people like oh yeah like i would get like the little eye from eco see i'm mentioning it like i will every single got it in got it in in. like the eye from eco like i would just have that sort of thing and like if anyone saw it like why have you got a little horn on your arm like no i just did you don't have to worry about it is that, like eco, uh, by in the like, is that an eco? Uh, yeah, maybe. Just a, a little, little thing. Little nod. So, little nod. So people will know what that is, or maybe they won't. I'm not sure. But yeah, that's that's my idea for a tattoo. Like I've never, I've never done it though. But I've I've been I've been tempted. Well, now you're not in a place where it's frowned upon. I guess there's, there's there is that. stopping you now. Yeah, but I'm the same. Afraid. I just haven't got around to it, so I'm. Yeah, I don't have them getting yeah. too old to get a tattoo anymore. Like, is that a thing? Like. <laughs> I'm not sure. For me, it's a bit of lockdown crisis. So uh, yeah, I think we're all just going a bit insane. Yeah, I'm like, what can I do to drastically change myself? <laughs> I can put permanent ink on myself. I'll do it and let everyone know that I'm a gamer. <laughs> so, That'll do it. Yeah, but no, I just really like the character, and she just really spoke to me. And like, it's she's like an she's like an ideal, and like I like I love the tribal thing. And so yeah, coming back to the Americana idea, right. Instead of like uh, a Native American, which is quite a traditional Americana type sailory tattoo, where it's like a side profile with a with a headdress, Aloy has 
some some of her hats look like that or they look like they're inspired by that so it'd be like a play on that so yeah, i think i think it's like, I think it's like a native native american yeah i think i think it is meant to be like an allegory of that sort of stuff which i love like i love it when they do really nice subtle allegories in video games like that but sometimes it's too on the nose like i played um detroit beyond human uh, not too long ago mm. and i absolutely hated that game i thought it was just way too much on the nose of like just one for one civil rights sort of thing it was right. just too close to like so and it, and it hurt the message that they were trying to say of like trying to put you in the shoes of the civil rights movement and stuff by like comparing you like humans to robots instead of like blacks versus whites and stuff like that right and i think i think it just muddied the message i don't think it, it did it justice like to what it actually deserved it could have been done in such a, a better way but the when it came to horizon zero dawn with like the native americanism and just like the different cultures and things like that it was so hmm. well done like the world of horizon zero dawn like yeah. this the, the cultures that you feel hmm. like when you meet the sun people and stuff that's just completely different to like the the tribes and yeah like just when just having them two things diametrically oppose each other but in the meantime like aloy's got this thing where she's got this piece in her head that's telling her all this sort of stuff is just hilariously out of sync really and she's like the she's basically the player and she's like it's that's not how it is and they're like oh the all mother and stuff like this and they're all like praying yeah, it's, like, it's just like a computer a, yeah it's right, just it's like just a computer. you're computer. all crazy uh, but it's like I love that sort of this the crazy dance that it does all the way through with that stuff, but such a great game. I lo- the thing I liked about it is that yeah, they've still got the tribalism and they've still got the war, and they talk about genocide and uh, the red raids where they capture people and execute them for the sun god and things like that. Yeah, but I love the fact that because they all the backstory is because they all came from like underground bunkers which gave birth to babies and robots raised the babies. Yeah. They're tribal for, for the location and they're not tribal based on what race the babies were. Yeah. So you've got a world which has been reborn without racism, but you've still got genocide because of just location. Just yeah. it just so happens where the where the locations were where like these birthing stations were, which was really fascinating. So yeah, the whole the whole story of Horizon Zero Dawn was really well paced out where I I don't think anyone starting that game could have figured out like what the end of was going to be sort of thing. I mean, there were certainly clues there all the way through as well, but it's by the time you get the, to the end and you like, you get the full puzzle. Like I'm obviously, we're not going to like discuss it here in case someone hasn't played it. Mm-hmm. You should absolutely play it. If anyone's listening to this and they're all Oh yeah. Cause it's free now. So there'll be a lot of people, if you're listening soon after this is published, then yeah, it's free. Go play it. I can't recommend no it. Reason enough. To. Yeah. No reason not to. No reason not to. Well, they have a PlayStation. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, go out, buy a PlayStation. No, it's it's on PC. Go play it on PC. It's on PC. Okay, it's on yeah. PC. Fair enough. Uh, if you haven't got a PC or a PlayStation, why the hell are you here? Get off. Like, just hey, go away. Hey, don't. Hey, <laughs> Xbox fans. Hey, come on now. We're all inclusive yeah. on this podcast, Finn. Don't yeah, I discriminate. Guess. I mean, I was an Xbox player owner. True. Very true. But yeah, great game. Just awesome game. Everyone yes. should play it. Um, but my hands hurt because I'm on a PlayStation. Um, uh, to the point where it was hurting my knuckles throughout the rest of the next day if I did a big PlayStation. I don't know how PlayStation has done so well for PlayStation 4 console. Don't know how many copies, I don't know how many, or oh, I've just got subhuman hands. Are you talking about the uh, DualShock 4? Right? DualShock 4 PS4 controller. It's the worst yeah. controller I, I can imagine it's used. a weird... I, 
this is like I always forget about this, but if you're if you're coming from the um yeah, the PS3 to the PS4, like mm. the the dual shock four is awesome. Like if you made that journey, like from that transition. Yeah. But I, I guess can imagine yeah. I can imagine because you had an Xbox One, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like going from an Xbox One controller to a dual shock four, now that's a different tale. And I'm guessing that's the one that you're talking about, which is just like yeah, I can't even imagine actually. That's it, so yeah, I had a PlayStation had a PlayStation One and then I went to Xbox One. Well, Xbox, mm. the original Xbox, and where with the original controller where the black and white buttons were in like the top left hand corner instead of the two um trigger buttons. The juke. So this, yeah, it's called. The juke, yeah. which was uh, an amazing bit of ergonomic design, considering that ergonomic design in the video game industry just didn't exist. There was no like gaming chairs that were ergonomically designed so this was like a something you held with your hand that was designed for your hands it was absolutely revolutionary and then just got better and better each iteration of that and then to go to a playstation 4 controller my hands are just like like literally my knuckles would ache for like the whole day afterwards so i bought myself a nacon is it nacon or nacon asymmetric wireless pc gamepad but it's got the ps4 Oh, okay. So you can actually you can actually play on the PS4 with it, and it yeah it works wirelessly on the PS4. So it's got a little nice. dongle, That's uh, cool. and so it's asymmetric, similar to like the Xbox controller is, where yeah. the left joystick is a bit further up, um, mm. and the right joystick is. Yeah, saying that, is. saying all of this, um, I know like while the DualShock Four might be a disappointment or like kind of annoying and, and horrible for your hands or whatever, like coming from an Xbox controller, um, the DualSense um, controller is actually really good. Hmm. So I have on to the PS5, right yeah, so, yeah, because you've you've upgraded then, cousin. You've gone from PS4 to PS5 recently, so right. And I've that. and I go back and forth sometimes because I use my DualShock 4 for my Nvidia Shield, which is a whole different thing. I I use that thing for emulation mainly, mainly. But um, when I when I even go from DualSense back to the DualShock 4, it's kind of like. Uh, what is this thing you know sort of thing like it feels like it feels bulky and round and it, it creaks and things like that like the dual sense controller is just a solid piece of tech like it doesn't mm. creak it doesn't move it's like the haptics are great yeah um that's yeah it's just a superior um controller i guess but how yeah, have you found the, the triggers because the triggers have got like feedback haven't it it's got the resistance on the triggers the haptic feedback is very yeah. very weird but very awesome like it's kind of it's hard to describe like it's it's one of those things where you it, it's kind of like vr like you we can talk about it all day but until someone actually just puts the thing on and tries it like you they, can't yeah you can't really explain you can't talk it. about it you have to experience it right so yeah yeah but okay like, that's a good analogy then it's like vr yeah it's it's very much that way but the haptics are like once you feel it like it's kind of hard to go back but it's it's not as I mean, I, I jump between my PS5 and my Series X like a lot, so it's not it's not the end of the world. But it's yeah, it's it's a big deal basically. I think I'm I'm really excited to see what other games can do with it because they haven't really utilized it properly yet. Like a lot of because PlayStation just hasn't got a lot of games on their system yet. Yes, uh, PS5. Yes. So PS5. There's that. Um, is what's it called? Return. Returnal. Yeah, Returnal. Returnal. It's out on uh, April thirtieth. Um, April 30th, and they use the haptic feedback because yes, there's not been any uh, games that have done the haptic feedback because we're in this stage where we're straddling consoles. Yeah, we're generations. in between at the moment. Yeah. So developers, well, A, they've not had enough time to really get to use the haptic feedback, So they, and also it's probably easier to make a game across several generations and several different products 
yeah, I mean, the only the only game that's feedback. the only game that's really used it so far is Astro's uh, Playroom. That's the only thing. And when you like without the haptics on that game, like it's a really good platformer in and of itself. Like it could have been made by Nintendo. Like quality is that good? Yeah, um, I've heard that. It's, it's really like it's yeah. No wonder that's the only studio that Sony didn't kill in Japan because they're like the game's actually really decent. But the haptics in that game is just it, it blows your mind. You just like. I didn't even know you could do this with a video game, but wow. because they kept it so undercover, I guess like they were the only real studio that had access to it. So when the PS5 came out, like there was a load of afterthought, like haptic stuff. So like when you played a Spider-Man Miles Morales, the only thing that they put it in after the fact through a patch was like on the web swinging, but you could feel the resistance from the web web swing when you're actually going through. But wow. it's very strange, like pushing down a button and it's like pushing back sort of thing. Or when you fire in a gun and it like it shakes because it feels like an actual rifle going off and things like that. It's just you never quite get used to it, but it is very, very cool. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see what they do with it. That's crazy to think there'll be generations growing up, probably not even this generation. There'll probably be the, the there'll be the kids at the moment that haven't got a PS5, but like the people whose first console is a PS5, mm. everything else is gonna be like alien to them. They're like, why yeah. isn't this feel weird? Because at the yeah. minute, well, the amount of games that are on PlayStation 5 that don't have haptic feedback or don't use it well enough. Yeah, it's I mean, if it does take off, because like the middle button on the PlayStation 4, I mean, wasn't hugely utilized. And the um, tilting capability as well. Yeah, the, the access stuff, yeah. Yeah, the access stuff. I mean, stuff. The, this, this is the only thing. We, we always talk about the fact that PlayStation need an answer to uh, Xbox Game Pass, but I, I, I seriously believe that um, Xbox also need an answer to haptic feedback um, on either their new Elite controller that they've probably got in the pipe somewhere or something. Mm. Like, they need to integrate, like, bring out a new Xbox controller, like a new Series X controller, like Pro or something, yeah. um, just to have haptics in it. Because it is very cool tech. Like, it's it's hard to deny that it's it's very cool. And if you've got both consoles, then you do notice the difference when you jump back and forth. That's the only thing. So would you go as far to say, if there was a game that was out on both um, the new Xbox and PlayStation 5, and price wasn't a factor in this hypothetical which mm. is very unrealistic so the only thing is the two different consoles would you would it nudge to playstation because of the controller if it had haptic feedback maybe i'm not sure like it's it's one of those quality of life things it's very cool and it's and it feels great when you get it but like would i choose one system over the other about it i'm not i'm not too sure like it's that would because again, like price is a factor when it comes to the PlayStation, because everything is a bit more expensive on the PlayStation Five now. Mm -hmm. um, they've sort of put in that poll and said, "Yeah, everything's going to be seventy bucks now," and it's kind of like, "Yeah, that's ten dollars more than everything that's on Xbox, even if it is on Xbox." Because everything that Xbox is doing first party is just coming out on Game Pass day one and stuff like it's so muddy now. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure if Dual Sense alone would sort of swing me, but yeah, possibly. It really depends on the game, I guess. Yeah, I guess when the big the big Xbox uh, exclusive stuff comes out later in the generation, it'd be interesting to see um, yeah, them fight. Yeah, yeah, what happens with Game Pass with that and stuff. Um, but as we're talking about Sony, and you mentioned the, um, yep. the PS Vita store, we can probably talk about that next, as it sure. makes makes more sense. Yeah, go for it. Um, so yeah, Sony reverses course on PS3 and Vita store closure. Uh, Sony announced. Well, it's You've written here today, Vin, so that's 
Not today anymore. Not it was today. about a week ago. Sony now still <laughs> no longer shut down the PlayStation Store for PS3 and PS Vita users. Recently, we notified players that PlayStation Store for PS3 and PS Vita uh, devices was planned to end this summer, wrote Sony Interact. Sony's interactive president and CEO, Jim Ryan, on the PlayStation blog. Upon further reflection, we'll come back to that. However, it is clear that we made the wrong decision here. So today I'm happy to say that we will be keeping the PlayStation Store operational for PS3 and PS Vita devices. PSP uh, commerce f f functionality will retire on July 2nd, 2021, as planned. Wow, reading's so they're hard. Just, they're just... They're just killing the the psp basically but they're keeping the vita and they're keeping the ps3 which yes. is fine because you can actually play i think yeah you can play psp games on the vita so if they keep the vita store open then you can still buy psp games so it still exists yeah. in some capacity i think the number of psp consumers at this stage i mean that you know right, you haven't been able to buy it from a shop in, in a while second it's going to yeah, be second hand and it's going to be this yeah. this is the difference like i don't think the playstation portable was too soon like they could have if they if they announced that like a couple of you know a couple of months ago like saying oh yeah we're going to sunset the psp out everyone yeah. would be like yeah it's time it wouldn't like, make any headlines would it no no it, like no one would care because the psp came out like before the ps3 i think yeah it was a while ago so it was kind of like yeah, that makes total sense to sunset out. But the fact that the Vita is backwards compatible in that respect, like it's it's not the end of the world. What I don't like about this statement is that they say upon further reflection. It's like it's not upon further reflection in the slightest. It's it's right. a reversal of what you wanted to do because of specifically because of the backlash from the media and fans. Just say that because then the out of the box statement is we've heard you, we've heard what your values are, and we're making this decision based on what you said. That's yeah. well, I know I know that's not a power phrase, but you know there's a power phrase there somewhere that they could have taken out of the bag to say, like, we heard you. That's the phrase I was looking for. Yeah, we heard you, we'll be reversing this decision. Yeah, it was it was interesting to see the like what something like saying we we weren't expecting people to be like uh, like I'm paraphrasing, but like they, they weren't expecting people to be so passionate about it, basically. It's like we we hear the passion or whatever it was, and I was like, hmm, really? Like you didn't <laughs> You didn't ask like three people in the room. Right, you didn't focus all, test this? All they like did, crazy. and they just didn't care enough. It's very odd. Like, they're either out of touch or they're lying and they just wanted to do something. Or the third option is they are clearing the path and making way for something new. Yeah, I mean, it's because we're in the dark about this. This is the problem. Mm -hmm. Like, if they were a bit more open about it or we knew, if we had all the facts, which we don't at the moment, like, if they are setting up something in the background, because if they are, like... Like the perfect answer to Game Pass would have something to do with backwards compatibility, in my opinion, like for a PlayStation platform anyway. You've got a whole PS1, yep. PS2, and PS3. You could definitely port Vita games to um, the console as well because they don't do anything fundamentally weird apart from like the the touchpad, which is at the back, which you could totally convert to the touchpad on the DualSense. So there's no reason why they couldn't convert all of this sort of stuff to the PlayStation 5 in some capacity. Um if they did have that, then yeah, kill the old stores because mm -hmm. you've got something else coming in the pike. But if if you haven't, then we need to know about that sort of thing. And I think because if there is something coming in the pike, then they really should have, you know, done this the other way around. And yeah. Announced the new thing and then be like, okay, I'm going to sunset the old stuff because then that's hidden. But it's like basically this whole situation just tells me that they haven't got anything in the pike for that whatsoever yeah. because they wouldn't have 
like unless they're just that stupid, which I don't think they are. There's a lot of very intelligent people at Sony. Hmm. Um, I would I would like to hope that they you know are just sunsetting this thing out and and yeah it it's it's very odd like the whole thing was bizarre but yeah you're right like this whole like the PR BS that they gave with it was kind of a bit it was a bit on the nose so like really like come on we know like Twitter like got a hashtag going and everyone was annoyed and angry rightfully so to some extent yeah and you reversed like if you it's like you said if they just admitted that and, and sort of like yep we hear you like it's a good hmm. point like we we realize that this is probably a bit too soon we we thought we were a bit further down the line than this but yeah we understand and we're gonna we're gonna keep it alive just for you guys yeah if the message was we underestimated how much how much you guys love this it's a positive message Absolutely. and it's it's it you know that it was i think it was just a bit too yeah corporate right for me i didn't like but that. I th- yeah i mean i think that's the way that sony's going though i think they're, they're back on top and they know it and they're just they're trying to reverse back to being that corporate sort of figure which i think this is why uh jim ryan has gotten a lot of backlash i don't think it's really anything to do with his decisions because any anyone else would have made these sort of decisions but his sort of um what you call it, his approach to it and how he's like not communicating with gamers and it's just him. He's trying to be the CEO and the face of the company at the same time, mm. which isn't really working at this point in time. Like who knows, like at E3, you might come out and give like this whole sort of experience. But I think, mm. uh, yeah, like there's been a few journalists mentioning this, but like Jim Ryan really doesn't have a message yet. Like he hasn't got a voice like with the community. He's just like, cardboard cut out of ceo at the moment and this sort of reinforces that this whole like yeah. the way that this really cardboard cut out sort of statement was put out it's kind of like like at least do a video or something you know like it yeah could have been, it, it could have made this so personal a good opportunity to yeah. uh you know make build some bridges up and 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 put a stamp on a personality and Absolutely. get a bit of a rapport going with with gamers well i mean they're winning financially yeah, I mean that's the that's the thing, right? I mean, like people are voting with their wallets and they don't care. Like I think, mm. like as much as I am passionate about this sort of stuff and like talking about how CEOs should like deliver their message and they should come out on these videos and be like, "Oh, my favorite PS3 game was this," and you're right, we should keep these games alive. Like yeah. that, while I think that's important, obviously there's a lot of other people out there that don't. Like the PS5 is still sold out. Mm they're selling gangbusters so who the hell am i to say anything <laughs> so know? it's working so like yeah like faceless corporate machine is uh what makes money it seems in this economy yeah and, <laughs> yeah, well, and, the, the, and the playstation stands will come out and defend them until the end of the world anyway so it's, yes yeah it's a very weird time but yeah i yeah we'll see we shall see what happens i mean this yeah this e3 season is going to be um mm. Can it, we but, might change 100%. We might go with 360 on this or 180. I see what you did there. 360. Uh, no, that was a bad joke. Ignore me. Like, I'm, I'm off my rocker. The only thing I will say about this whole PlayStation thing, reversal, is um, we should give credit where credit is due. Like, at the end of the day, they did they did yeah. reverse on this sort of stuff. And yeah. I, I think it's a good thing. I think it's awesome because now my PSP isn't going uh, to isn't gonna die. Uh, and I love playing games and that thing. Like, I playing through persona 4 was like one of the greatest things that i ever had on that on that system and everyone that's got a beater has played persona 4 golden and everyone knows what i'm talking about so yeah it's 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 nice that all this stuff is, this stuff is staying alive and i can still play ps1 games on my vita or my yeah. ps3 
and I can just buy them still. So that's still very cool. Yeah. I think it's important as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we could go now to days gone to not quite gone yet. Question mark. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Speaking of Sony. Yeah. So yes, as the petition to make uh, days gone to surpasses 75 thousand i think my last check we're approaching eighty thousand. Mm. we ask at what point will sony sit up and listen so it was kind of like the same question but just in a different part of sony world so specifically with this video game with this video game uh studio so it, is that a big number for you it, you know when we think about that in terms of copies that they could sell mm-hmm. That's quite a lot. And that's just people that are willing to sign the petition. I mean, yeah, I would I mean, sign it, but I haven't, again, I haven't got around to it yet. Probably, I, I, but I'm in two minds. Does it, I don't know if it works. I don't know if it's going to make a difference. Is it going to be a waste of time? Yeah, Is I mean, if, you, if you, have you played the first game? No. Right. I've, so, only just uh, had a, I've only had a PlayStation for, you know. Right, exactly. Months, like so. you're, you're still catching up. So, yeah. I yeah. mean, the only thing I would say if there's PlayStation fans out there, if there's Days Gone fans out there, sorry. And they want a day's gone to absolutely like go and sign the petition. Do I think it matters? Absolutely not. I don't think Sony cares. Um, I'm, I'm, but they I'll, just made change that reverse their decision on the P, on the PS Store. Thing. There's a difference. There's change a difference between happen. yeah. I mean, there's a difference between keeping some servers alive for these stores and funding a like a two hundred million dollar um, project over that's a six-year period. That's a very good point, actually. Yeah, it's a yeah. lot of money. Um, <laughs> there's, there's a difference between not flipping a switch and yeah, building a video game from scratch. Well, right. It's it's the equivalent of me saying, "Oh, I should like, like it's stopping Sony turning off a light switch, save some electricity, or or they're building a house extension." That's basically what we're talking about. Yeah, um, it's a lot of money. Um, in my opinion, the petition has already been done. And the petition was the game sales. Uh, the game didn't sell enough. Like it hit, it hit um, projections and it hit targets, but it didn't. It didn't blow through them to the point that Sony were like, "Oh crap, we should make a sequel for this thing." Yeah. Uh, um, so the the voters, uh, the petition votes have already been counted, in my opinion, and that is the sales. So I, I'm not really sure. Like I, I, and again, like I get the passion, and I understand that people like want to like vent their frustration out into something, and this is them saying, "Look, we want this thing." Hmm. But money speaks louder a lot of the time. But it, it, I, at the same time, like I, I always say, vote with your wallet, which you should absolutely without fail in any occasion. But it's like you said, like sometimes shouting about stuff um, helps too. Yeah. And even in the perfect scenario with this thing, the only this is the main the main problem which I have with this whole petition thing is that uh, development wise, even if Sony were like, "All right, we hear you, we're gonna fund Days Gone 2. like, okay, who's gonna make it? It's like, okay, Ben's gonna make it. Well, Ben, have already got another project that works. So we've got on. another job, yeah. Right. So if they're already working on a new project. Um, there's that problem. And then there's the second problem of the fact that there was a lot of developers that were in leadership working on Days Gone 1 that are now not there. And I'm talking about the the game director. I'm talking about the creative director. I'm talking about the lead writers. They're gone. Like, yeah. they're, like they're, they're not there anymore. They're not at Ben's studio. And, and God knows how many other developers like just pulled the plug and quit after Days Gone 2 was pulled. Yeah. Um, so there's all this sort of stuff, which the I know it's like nitty gritty, stupid politics stuff in the background, and it doesn't sound great, like compared to, yeah, let's like let's 
let's make a difference and sign a petition. Like I, I get that sort of passion from people, but I think it's too late, honestly. And it's and it's not like it's not like gamers were too late to do it or act because they didn't have all the information. We only just found out that gay, that, that days gone to was I almost said gays done, gays done, gays done. That's a great that's a great someone game. someone would enjoy that game. Um, yeah, if, if days gone to like if we'd known about this a year ago, then I think like we could have made a difference. But I think at this point it's it's too gone. It's too far gone. Like we're it's too late. Basically too done. Uh, it's too dumb. But it's not been, has it been official? Has it even been officially announced that it's, it wasn't it just leaked reports? So, from Sony's point of view, in terms of like what's the truth, yeah. isn't this all just still speculation? So, an official announcement hasn't happened. I mean, we know it is because people have moved on and people are doing other jobs that have been announced. But yeah, so I guess they can't really. Yeah, I mean, technically, the fact that, they the could fact come that, out and say, well, we didn't say there wasn't going to be a We didn't say that to. they failed the pitch, you know, yeah. Right. I mean, we uh, wanted the to do this that, new thing. I've, I've heard this a lot as well, like people sort of pushing back against the idea, like, oh, maybe their day's gone too pitch was just really bad, and Sony just didn't want to touch it sort of thing. Um, the only thing I would say to that is that if if the game sold well enough, they would tell them, go back and repitch this. Yeah. And go back and repitch this. Do over and over and over again until we hit something where we can put Days Gone 2 sticker on this because yeah. we need a sequel because it sold X, Y, and Z and people want it and all that sort of stuff. Like the pitching process is not that sort of linear and it's very organic in that respect. Like things will go back and forth and they will figure out these things. Mm. But the fact that that just didn't even get past the gate and tells me that Sony just didn't really want this game yeah. in any respect. I think that, yes, there's a lot of momentum that's now been lost with it. Um, but what I think the petition does say to Sony that they didn't have the information before is to the, the extent at which it was it isn't the way that the fans want Sony to behave. I agree. Yeah. And so because of that aspect that... Now Sony know fans don't want people to be that Sony to behave in that way, similar to the you know the the PS Vita store. I I I can I can see it happening further down the road. I can see it happening like I can see it being delayed by two or three years when there's a studio that's at a loose end and they're looking for that would have made a remake of something else that was successful, and then being being forced to go well you can either do a remake of something that was already successful or you can make days gone too. If I was a studio and I, I was given that choice by Sony, I'd want to make it days gone too. I'd want to make a sequel as opposed to a remake. I would imagine that most creative directors would prefer a sequel to a, a remake. Yeah, I, I would imagine so. I would just, I just don't know. It, it depends how like this sort of progresses the time as well. Cause these sort of games like turn into cult classics as well. Yeah. So like now that it's been, like the nail is in it sort of thing. There'll be a lot of gamers that play this game. Like, oh man, this is a shame that I'll never get a sequel. Because I think Sony... Let's like, see what the fuss is about. This is a lot exactly. of hype. It's getting a lot of press. It's getting a lot of media. Right. Because they always say like all news is good news. Right. Yeah. So even if it's bad news, like... Because um, I think the, the missed shot which Sony have done here, in my opinion, is the fact that they judge this game based on its first six months of sales, which you should, because that's where most of the sales are but they relied way too heavily on the state of the game and how it was received at the time of launch. And mm. I think a lot of review uh, reviews and outlets need to sort of grapple with this fact that games are a fluid thing now. They're not, they're not this static product that just comes out and that's it. We're not going to touch it anymore. 
Mm. Um, I know gamers aren't happy with that aspect of it, but at the end of the day, like we get feedback from gamers all the time. I'm like, oh, okay, we can actually change that and do an update and patch it. Days Gone, when that came out, um, it was a seven out of 10 game. Mm. Absolutely it was. Um, after two months of that game being worked on, and I'm not talking about like quality of life, like all oh, the fixing bugs or whatever, like they were just adding features and they were adding gameplay modes and they were adding all this stuff. Um, after six months of that game, it was a nine out of 10, you know, like mm. it, it just changed. Yeah. And Sony have never really grappled with that fact because a lot of their games come out and they're, they're just done. And I mm. think Days Gone was their sort of wake up call for that. I mean, the only other game that's really done it recently is uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Like when, but the, the, the difference is with Ghost of Tsushima, it came out as a nine already. Yeah, so it came out to a critical acclaim, I would say, for exactly. sure, straight out of the gate. But if, if Days Gone was re-reviewed now, I, I absolutely believe it would be an eight or a nine. Like it would not be, it would not be sat at seventy one on Metacritic like it is right now. It just yeah. wouldn't be because games get re-reviewed sometimes. Like we, we had that Ubisoft recently with the uh, with Rainbow Six Siege. When that game came out, it was a seven out of ten. Um, a few outlets re-reviewed it last year and they were giving it tens. Yeah, like this stuff happens all the time. The like games and are fluid, you- and we we need to accept yeah. this now. Is it um yep. Sam well Zero Zero is the new character in Rainbow Six? Is that Rainbow God, Six? I can't, I can't I can't keep up with them. There's so many of them. But yeah, there yeah. is there is a new one. <laughs> yeah, that looks pretty cool. I've looked at that. Um, uh, so yes, I, I I agree. It's it's a it's a crappy situation. But yeah, but off the back of all this, Days mm. Gone is now on my radar, whereas it wouldn't have been before. There is that. And it's definitely a contender to be in my back catalogue. But most back catalogue things, it, it to be there on the list, it takes a lot. And it depends what comes out in the future as to whether or not I'll say whether or not I play it. Yeah, I mean, saying all of this, though, when it comes to Days Gone, I understand that Sony is in a hard place because their main sort of gangbuster franchise sales-wise over the past sort of few years has been The Last of Us, right? Hmm. And they're they're about to like step into this realm of like the HBO series and the uh, the remake of the first game and all this sort of stuff. And they've got like the multiplayer factions game that's probably going to be a separate thing altogether, and whatever DLC or whatever like separate like Lost Legacy sort of thing that they come out with for the Last of Us. So there's a lot of content coming out for the Last of Us, which is thematically very close to Days Gone. And you're basically creating competition with yourself at that point. Like, why would you do that? So I, point. Yeah. I, I get like the thematic. So like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, like, if you have to kill off one of your kids, like, you're probably gonna kill off Days Gone. I guess. Like in terms of sales and, and what fans are calling out for, as much as I disagree with it, hmm. um, there's a lot of people out there that just really hate zombie games. You know, like they're just sick of them. They're sick of killing zombies, and I get it. Like, and I totally understand it. So it's probably a combination of stuff. It's just how they handled this was very poor. That's the only thing. And I think that's the ongoing theme this year, unfortunately, with Sony is just this whole bad handling of stuff, which it's I the hope theme they of can this podcast. Up. It's like every episode we hate on Sony and we which, really don't which hate is Sony. Weird. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. they're one of my favorite companies. Like last gen, I was all in on Sony. Like everything that I bought with Sony, like singing their praises every five minutes. They were on cloud nine in my opinion, but... I was hitting myself every time there'd be an exclusive come out on PlayStation. I'd, I would right. spend a lot of time thinking to myself, did I choose the wrong console? I wish I have that game. I really want to play it. Mm. So yeah, I, I'm totally a, 
Oh, I like all games. I like all consoles, and I want there to be competition. So I, I'm not. Exactly. I want, yep. I want there to be a world where I'm always looking at the other console and going, "Oh, I wish I had that." I want that's that's the, that's the best way to look at it, though. Mm. I mean, if you like, I want all companies to be doing well, and it annoys me when companies do poorly, not because. Like I, I constantly see this thing on Twitter where people are just like, oh, PlayStation's better than Xbox. But I get annoyed when someone does bad because it basically removes competition from the people that are on top. Mm. Like you see threads like, oh, I wish like Xbox would just devolve and become a publisher. So then they bring all our games to X on to PlayStation or vice versa. I'm like, are you insane? Mm. Like there would be there'd be no game pass. There'd be no like games with gold. There'd be no like there'd be none of this stuff. Like it'd just be like, oh, we're selling games at eight dollars a, a pop now because like no one is challenging us like why yeah. would we do anything different so like yeah uh, i mean we like when i when i bitch about sony screwing up their messaging over the past six months which i'm sure they're going to fix at e3 i'm mm. sure they're going to come out and and fix all of this in whatever way through announcements or like they'll fix their messaging or they'll they'll announce something that is so incredibly consumer friendly mm. that we'll forget about all of this hopefully well they just have to drop some like Horizon uh, Forbidden West gameplay, and I'll just be like, I love Sony right. so much. <laughs> <Right. laughs> yeah. But it's it, but it comes from a place of um of love, you know. Like I, I want mm. them to do well. I want them to pick up their fucking bootstraps and fix this stuff so we can get some good games out of the door and we can and we can just get back to like enjoying video games again. But it's You're like it, parents we, where we know that the kids can do better and we're just disappointed that we're just not, disappointed. Yeah. yeah we're not angry. We're just disappointed that they, they're not fulfilling their potential and they, they could do better and they can make better decisions. That is fair. Yeah. And we tell but, we keep telling them, we keep telling them, but will they listen? No. We're even doing petitions now, god damn it. Yeah, I'm doing a petition to my own child. <laughs> it certainly feels that way. But yeah, I, I think they'll... I'm sure like uh, in July we'll be laughing back at this. So it's so, like, oh, do you remember the PSP stuff and the and the, the crazy Days Gone 2 stuff? Like, I'm sure this will all be behind us. I hope it'll be behind us. But I... Yeah. It's, we'll see. Watch I, this I, space. I, Watch this space. People that are watching this in the future are going, this is irrelevant content. Click next. Next exactly. video, please. Hopefully. Hopefully that's true. <laughs> um, so what's next on the agenda? Uh, how are we doing for time? Yeah, we're at uh, 40 minutes. So 40 minutes. So yeah, we can do our link. Oh, I even forgot to actually announce that we got Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake reportedly coming from Port Studio. Oh, hell yeah. I mean... How do you feel about this whole like slew of uh, remakes that are coming out? Are you good with it, or are you like one of these people like should be? I ah, oh, they should be making new content. Leave these yeah. old games in the past. Uh, I, I I can understand both arguments. There is some insight that I'm excited about for Mass Effect coming out. The um, right. I keep forgetting what they call it. Mass Effect. Uh, legendary. Legendary edition. edition. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Because I I. You've not played any Mass Effect, so you come in in no. hot. Would, yeah. So let me just give you this hypothetical. So mm -hmm. there's this legendary, you know, trio of games you've heard a lot about. You've probably seen some trailers. You might have seen some gameplay. You know that there's a buzz about it. You know there's some proper fanboys. And Say that again. <laughs> including myself. And it, I'm really excited for it. Mm. The first Mass Effect didn't have any sort of cover-based shooting. It was a role-player game, and it had shooting elements, but you can't crouch or like hide behind cover. For a, like an actiony, shootery, sci-fi game, the, the at best, it's clunky. Mm. 
So if you were going to go play that now, it just isn't to a level that you're used to with like yeah. an action RPG game. So right. I th- and <clears throat> the fact that they're changing, like fixing it, it's not fixing it because it wasn't broken when it came out because of its time, it was a thing and it was fine. You know, no one ever said, I can't possibly play this because it isn't cover-based shooting. Gears of War exists, therefore every every RPG that has any gun in it should have cover. <laughs> right. No one, that wasn't in the news. But we're now in a position where, because the trilogy is out and Mass Effect 2 was such a sensation and Mass Effect 3 was, uh, it, it was well-received and it got some criticism, but in terms of what made it Mass Effect, it nailed it again. Hmm. So... With the Legendary Edition coming out, they're changing bits of one to just bring it in line with what everyone loved about the Mass Effect trilogy. Yeah. So they're adding in those elements and they're changing elements, bringing in the Femshep, which is like the female, iconic female version of uh, Commander Shepard from the second game, but they're making that being able to playable in the first game. Which is just how a character looks, which isn't too difficult. Well, it's it's continuity, isn't it? Like, so yeah, I think that's important. Yeah. yeah, and they're like they're like making all of the monet- monetization or similar and unlocks and things like that, and the UV and UI and stuff. Not UV, UI. Uh, bringing that all in line, so it's kind of like it feels like it's one experience. And that's all good. You can't argue against that. The only thing you yeah, can I say mean, is, oh, I remember, it's not how I remember it. I want all the bugs. Right. I mean, there there are absolutely people like that. I mean, it, it always cracks me up when people like complain, like you get the Star Wars fans that don't like the, the VFX updates, but like we've got an equivalent for like the video games industry now, which is mm. really bizarre to me. Like we're yeah. doing this weird sort of Lucasfilm thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, like straight out of the bat, like um, Mass Effect is a great example because the first game was the reason why I never got into the trilogy. Like <laughs> I tried to play that game like three times, I think. Um, got to the Citadel three times in a row, and it was like, God, the cover system in this game is awful. Right, like, it just like the combat just does not feel good. Like it just it just doesn't. Like yeah. as 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 someone that like constantly hears about all this, like how amazing Mass Effect is, and like how great the story is, and all that sort of stuff, I'm just like I cannot get past the first game, and it just gets worse over time as well because like it not only was it not fantastic at the time, it only becomes more and more dated. So the fact that they're updating the like the combat so it's like coherent and fluid and it's as good as like the third and the second game which everyone does talk about in such high regard hmm. it, it's sort of like yeah this is the reason why i want to play the game so i'm 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 all in with all these changes i think it's i think it's great and a similar thing happens with um if you ever play the witcher games yeah same thing like the witcher one is a fucking horrible game like it's, the, it's three so it's yeah. terrible yeah i mean Witcher one is just it's near impossible to play like it's almost like it's not even an action rpg it's like a rhythm game almost because you have to click like as the as the bar fills up and you have to hit it at the right moment and stuff okay um, like a refill on gears of war yeah like kind an of MO, like an mo right thing. it's kind of like that yeah right and like the whole game is like that, and like while there's like nuggets of the story in there which are really great, but the the actual gameplay is just God, it's boring. Oh, it's mm. awful. Like it's a terrible game for it. Like if you were to play it in 2021, like at the time it was amazing, but now it's not mm. <laughs> whatsoever. If there was ever a candidate for a game that needs to be remade in the same sort of like Witcher Two, Witcher Three engine, yeah. it would be the Witcher One. And yeah. it's things like that. Like I'm, I think like this is the perfect formula of when you're like remaking and remastering games in sort of like a trilogy like this where yeah. 
the first game isn't quite up to scratch, but the second game really found its foot. And then the third game is where they really polish stuff up just to make that whole experience coherent is, I think that's a great service to, to the industry. And I think Mass Effect and, and The Witcher would be a good candidate as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think it's great. I love it when they do this stuff. I totally I totally agree with that. I think it's it it's as much to do with the state of the trilogy as a whole, the mm. differences between the trilogy and the timing. Like, is it right? All those factors go into a remake. It to me f- as to whether or not I'd I'd buy it. Um, interestingly, with the Knights of the Old Republic uh, Knights of the Old Republic remake, they're apparently yeah. changing it from a a role an, a, like a, a role based. RPG, so you take turns in combat, and it's more yeah. of like an actiony RPG. Oh, so okay. That's so quite a fundamental, turn-based. yeah. Instead of turn-based, so that's like quite a fundamental change. So that that can I can imagine that would piss a lot of people off. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of diehards that don't like that. You know, yeah. it's kind of like it's. It, in fact, there's actually a one-to-one example of this, which is the Farmland Seven remake. Mm. Um, it went from a turn-based to an action RPG, and. I certainly wasn't a massive fan of the uh, remake. I, I thought it was done well enough. I think it was fine, I, but I think they're going to milk that project until the end of time. Mm. And it's never like, we're never going to see the end of Farmland 7 remake. <laughs> I don't think. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's there's going to be some discussion and controversy around a game, especially like Knights of the Real Republic, a game which I have not played, but I know has a very vehement, like really, passionate fan base that are just gonna like pick apart this stuff yeah in every single like every pixel that's out of place they're just gonna be like why did you do this because it's it's rare to come across like decent star wars games like no offense to the ip um but like the games aren't always stellar but when a good one comes along people yeah people hold it like in high regard so yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it i've not played it and i will i i tried to play it it's the only game where i like tried to get it working on whatever i think it was a laptop yeah i had a uni laptop and i tried to get it working and it just wouldn't work the uni laptop (laughs) just it just wasn't good enough i only it was only like 200 quid or whatever laptop and it just yeah didn't work didn't work um and so i never played it but there's been a buzz around it that i've been aware of i think i've watched all the cinematics i think on youtube Uh, which is some of the great still they still stand up today the cinematics for that game yeah it's 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 like an old i think it came out on the ps2 and the original xbox so you can play it on the series x and the xbox one i think right but it's just it's so outdated now it's it's too late it's like what you're saying like it's too late for me to play it because it's just not like there's it's just like there's shinier things that are more accessible and relatively cheap and you know the hype and the buzz of new things is still there we're humans, which means we like the new shiny thing. Yeah, unfortunately. That's, which is that's true. And you have to fight against that to play like the old classic stuff, which might be a bit out of date. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to like the retro stuff or the old classic stuff, it sort of it has to have some place of nostalgia in the back of your head. Otherwise, it just doesn't carry anymore. Like you can't, like you couldn't just, like, I'm like, there's obviously people that would disagree with this, but the average gamer isn't going to pick up like a random new PS2 game. I'm like, yeah. oh, I've never heard of this game, and then like put it in and enjoy it like the same as they would like a PS5 game. They're just not like that's yeah. the reality of it, and I understand that. But yeah, it's it's a really fascinating time now that we're going through this wave of um, looking at older games and some not so old. It's <laughs> <laughs> a remake, um, but because I think it's the prime time. But The Last of Us, not the right time for a remake. I think it's too soon. Yeah, too I mean soon. everyone everyone's going to buy it anyway, so it doesn't really matter what I say. 
Um, and there's going to be a whole flood of people coming in from the HBO series that have never touched the original game. So I, that's a good point. Yeah, okay. it'll be accessible to a lot of people. Yeah, I, I, I can't think what would make me want to buy it again because I'm, but I'm quite rare in that I'm the kind of guy who's like, as soon as I finish the game, it's like never pick up again. Like when I've done yeah. with the game, it's gone. It's never been picked up. So I've never actually picked up a video game that I've already played and played it again, with the exception of maybe like tetris and pokemon probably and mm. a few handheld games but um but that's about it yeah i mean i i can't even imagine what they could show like because if they announce that game at e3 which they're probably gonna now that the cat's out of the bag they're probably gonna show something mm. um if they show that game like i can't actually think of what would get me excited about it like i just can't like they could show an engine like yeah it looks pretty but i've got no reason to play that yet i platinum the game like a year ago you know, I've been more I've excited got. to see a side-by-side comparison rather than actually thinking about playing the game again. Yeah, I mean, they'll come naturally anyway from YouTubers or whatever, but all digital foundry will probably pick that stuff apart until the end of time. Yeah, me included. I mean, but also because that The Last of Us game is probably one of the only games where that's more embedded in my brain. Like those moments are like properly mm. there. Like they haven't gone away. Whereas something like Mass Effect, because there's so much lore that I'm excited to jump back in and like re-familiarize myself with it. But with That's The Last fair. of Us, it was such a well-crafted uh, key moment storyline that I like in my head, the whole story arc is already there. The key moments are already there. It would yeah. only be like the filler that I'd be f- forgotten and coming back to. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, the only, the only weird thing about The Last of Us um, remake is just the whole... Not only is the, like the original game like kind of still fresh in our memories, hmm. um, you've got so you got the original, you got the remake, and then you're gonna have this TV show in the middle. So there's gonna be like a three way comparison of the same thing, really, which yeah. is gonna be odd. You know, never really had that. Yeah, in any media. Well, we're probably gonna have that for The Witcher, I guess. Because of course, but so I think that, uh, the, remake, Witcher, the Witcher. I think The Witcher Three is getting a uh, remaster this year as well so fix the i mean if they fix the bugs yeah <laughs> God. i mean that game was out five years and i played it on the ps4 and it was still a hot mess like i, I still had game breaking bugs. bugs yeah just an awful bag of hot mess that was the main reason why i didn't touch cyberpunk like every single yeah. piece of media which i saw about cyberpunk I was like yep yeah, nope it's all bullshit i'm not touching this game yeah but after i played the witcher 3 like nope <laughs> i'm good like i'm gonna wait for the reviews and then the reviews came out and i was like Yep. <laughs> and, but there was 13 point fucking 3 million people that completely ignored that and blew right through it and bought the game anyway because... And wasn't it only it. like 33,000 refunds? I think yeah. I read. 33,000 refunds, I think. which like is 1%. Yeah, which is a tiny, 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 tiny fraction. So that's that's not good news for the industry, I think, because really the, the execs are going to be rubbing their hands to go, go, oh, we can actually, this is a new milestone for what sort of hot mess we can actually mm-hmm. start making money from. Yeah, you're basically, you're basically telling them, like, yeah, yeah I will we'll buy these games before they're done by a huge margin. Uh, because to me, it's still not done from what I've seen. No, it absolutely is not. And you know that because they, at this point in their timeline, they were supposed to have the Series X version out and they haven't even... They've just pulled out and hold indefinitely. They're not even working on that as far as I know. Um, but yeah, I mean, this like this whole conversation, like coming back around to uh, Returnal as well, uh, I 
read yesterday that Returnal is now sold out on Amazon UK, which is like, do you people never learn your lesson? <laughs> do you know what I mean? There's like, not even I just, any reviews out yet. There's still yeah, a I, I, I pray to God it is a 10 out of 10 game that is polished to high heaven and everyone loves it and enjoys it. I God, I would, I would love to be wrong. But if this is like, if this game comes out and it's a seven out of 10, we're just going to go through this whole cycle over and over again. Mm. And it is, I am becoming less and less sympathetic by the day for gamers at this point. Like it's hard to, like, like you're, you're literally just telling these companies like, yeah, put any crap out, I'll buy it. Yeah, just, it's going to start affecting the actual overall quality of games. Yeah. And I think, well, we've got examples where the potential, Dramatic. I think everyone can see what the potential of Cyberpunk could have been. And it was the marketing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, and, and maybe maybe they'll get to that one day. I mean, No Man's Sky certainly proved people wrong uh, on that. And That's a good point. So there's hope. Yeah, there so There's is examples hope. of it working and going well, and there's examples where at the moment it's yet to be proved. Um, yeah, it's all, it's all about the resilience of the developer as well. I mean, if the developer is like, well, we got a lot of backlash on that, let's just like kill this thing, put it to bed, and we can move on and start fresh. But yeah. if they're resilient, like the No Man's Sky um, Hello Games, like when they were working on that, and they were just like, all right, we will deliver this promise one mm -hmm. day. We'll get there. We promise. And they certainly did. They got there. So like, there's, there, there is always hope. It's killing hype, though, for me. Like, I'm getting yeah. less and less excited. That's why I got really excited about Mass Effect, because mm -hmm. it's like, I know, you that know that's a good game. all they need to do for me is just polish up the textures a bit and i'll be like happy to revisit <laughs> it because i know it's good and it's That's been fair. so long that i can jump back into the lore and remind myself of, of the good bits yeah so um yeah bit of a bleak way to move on do you want to do the uh air link on quest 2 stuff yeah i, mean, I think it'll be a pretty short conversation so okay yeah we can move on to that so air link quest 2 indeed yeah um I've it, but i've not i've not tried it out yet have you tried it Yep, I tried it out the other day, and it is as good as Virtual Desktop, which is pretty much all people need to know. Um, if people don't, if people missed our last episode, uh, basically Oculus Quest Two, which is the uh, Facebook VR headset, um, can now connect to a PC, like a, a VR-ready PC, basically over your Wi-Fi connection, which is very, very cool. So you can play Steam games, uh, any of the main VR uh, sort of titles like Half-Life, Alex, Boneworks, things of this nature, you can basically play them wirelessly through your mm. Oculus Quest. And if you've got enough space to do it, can't recommend it enough. It's amazing. And yeah, it's just, it's a very cool piece of technology that's finally come out and I've been playing around with it and I love it. So everyone else should love it too. And for <laughs> a 300 quid, a 300 quid headset, a 300 quid piece of hardware, that's impressive. It's hard to argue with. It yeah, it's hard to argue. TPC and plays Steam games. Yeah, it, it kind of makes me wonder, like how do you even compete with that? because people will take a hit and a little bit of a resolution um, if they can save half of the money, you know, like, cause like a Vive, like a HTC Vive, is like a thousand dollars. It's like, how do you justify that when yeah. I can play something wirelessly for 300? Like, it's just, you can't, like, where's the competition here? And, <laughs> it's just, and it's with just updates of, you know, with promises of 120 hertz games, or updates for existing games coming on the horizon. It's just like, yeah, that's and that's life. that's before we even talk about anything to do with like an Oculus Quest three. You know, like within the next couple of years, which is definitely in the pipe. Facebook have already spoken about the fact that they're working on like the next two headsets. Yeah, 
It's not no. going to be this year, though. So we don't. Yeah. So no, people that are thinking about right. buying a, a Quest Two, they should absolutely jump in. Yeah. The, the, the Quest Two is still going to be the primary for at least this next year. So you've still got some time for it to be totally supported and it be the focus of everyone's updates. Like you know, I would imagine that there's still a lot of crossover as well between the next couple of generations of headset. I would hope so. But yeah, I'm really excited to to try yeah. it out. The best, the best thing about Airlink, though, I would say, is the fact that um, people can play unrestricted without the wires, which is good for people like you that want to do some that's, working out. That's an interesting segue. It's interesting you should say that, Vin, because I have been on a quest, as it were, <gasps> to find... I see what you did there. <laughs> ...find a fitness game. Um, and it's not the first time I've tried this, so it's almost my second quest uh into second quest to, on the quest two on the quest two to find a a piece of software that will help me shed the corona kilos um <laughs> and <laughs> so i i posted a very sweaty picture on twitter of me trying out several games i, I tried out was Creed. that before or after you tried it it's the uh, real question yeah well I waited until I called down before I took the picture, so it's not a true representation of my state. Uh, I tried Creed <laughs> Rise to Glory, so it's a boxing game. That was a demo. That was that was pretty fun. I tried Beat Saber demo. That was pretty fun. I tried Fit XR, previously known as Box Box VR, um, and Power Beats VR, which was actually on Steam. So back in the day, in the old days, I tried Power Beats VR through uh, Virtual Desktop. Okay, right. And it worked really well, but it wasn't for me in the end. The winner was Fit XR, which is uh, which was found just on the Oculus uh, store. What what separates us apart? Like, why is it why is it better than the rest? For me, it's better because with Beat Saber, you can cheat and you can just keep your wrists close to you and you can just focus on using your wrists and it's not that's fair so it, you can just do this yeah. instead of this yeah and it's not right. tracking your it's not tracking an estimate of calories burn it's it's right. it's, a, it's not meant to be a fit game my, my so my criteria was it needed to be fun but it needed me to get me in shape so it was like an alternative to going to the gym because i can't be dealing with getting in a car and driving anywhere now yeah, especially like, during Corona. Especially during Corona. The gyms have only just opened and it's like they're flooded apparently. And I'm just like, ugh, can't be dealing with that. Yeah, no. So I wanted to, so and a boxing video game where the emphasis is on fun in boxing is fine, but I didn't feel myself benefiting from the time put in. So it was enjoyable to play the Creed Rise to Glory demo, but mm. it wasn't getting me as fit as I thought the potential could have for the for the headset and um power beats vr is very similar to fit xr although the added faff at the time of going into virtual desktop was a factor but more importantly i've only got like oh no i've got like three and a half meters width space in my living room that's not bad like it's probably a lot more than most people have got it's not bad and even with that, and I had the, the the area mapped out really well, and I remapped it out to make sure it wasn't a glitch or anything. But Power Beats VR is very wide. It's a very wide video game for a, for a headset, so you need a lot right, of width. Yeah. So I was hitting things that are off to the side, and it was 
bringing up the little crosshairs where it tells you you're nearly at the boundary. Like the guardian wall. The guardian wall, that's it. Yeah. And that was really annoying. That took me out of the experience and it was affecting how fast and things I was moving. And so and I wasn't as confident I wasn't going to smack my knuckles off the corner of a wall <laughs> you can see behind me. So uh, so that wasn't... So, so therefore, fit XR1 because it's a boxing game. So for me as a man, that's more... Get your testosterone out and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, it gets which, me. Yeah, it's teaching me how to punch things, which I can get on with. It's not useful. Yeah, there, <laughs> there are dancing like classes, so you can um, you can you can fit the more dancey ones. It's still punching, so it's punching forwards or uppercut or like a cross punch or like yeah. a block or a duck, which yeah. So that that's all you need. That's all you can do. But it's the combinations. It's the timing. It's the music. It's the different workout lengths. The difficulty. Uh, and it tracks all all your um, well. It, it's got an estimate of how many calories you've burnt based on your height right. and weight. Yeah, I mean um, that's 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 pretty much all you need, though. I guess like yeah. if you're because you're just basically trying to get your heart rate going up. And like you said, I think like the most important thing to you, like you mentioned, was the fact like if the music isn't good, then it's yeah. just not gonna it's not gonna stick. Like I think that was the reason why I got so into um, Pistol Whip. It wasn't yes. anything really to do. Like the gameplay is fun and stuff, but like as soon as I got like one song. I was just like, oh yeah, really this is this is the one, and it was yeah. just like over and over again of just playing that one song and and yeah, like getting a workout from it, it like it really helped. But yeah, I mean, Power Beats VR, I could have uploaded songs onto the Steam into the Steam uh, folders somewhere, and it would have calculated oh, nice. the actual track that I'd mm. entered in and done a workout. And from what I've heard, it works quite well. But because I couldn't do the full width of the game, that blew that out of the water so luckily this fit xr game uh was you know the songs are good enough for me to get on with it and and, and try it. i'm still in the seven day trial but they post like new workouts pretty, every time i've logged on there's been a new workout that they've gone oh we've got a new workout yeah so they're doing it regularly and i hope that they'll change the songs around as well so i hope that the songs won't get too stale very cool but yeah i've been like doing up to a 45 minute uh workout the other day before yeah. i got before I got crispy. And so that's my progress so far. So that's <laughs> muscle there, right there. Okay. If we, we'll just That'll be like, the, we'll um, do this once a week. This is going to be the thumbnail. We'll do a compilation. Yeah, there right, we go. There's the thumbnail right there for the video. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, next time VR it'll be a little bit bigger. And then like by the end of the series or whatever, it'll be like, yeah. 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 So oh, we'll uh, just we'll just cut to like a year from now and you'll just be twice the size. I'll like, just be just like, like this, like, hey Vin, how's it going? Really <laughs> going like... down to Nando's to get my chicken and yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> could be one of those people. Eat my chicken and chips, man. Right. Uh, good times. I, I I just not to brag or anything, humble brag, but I like getting the mango and lime on the actual chicken and then covering it in the extra hot sauce. Right. It's, is that what you tell the women or do you actually do that? No, I'd actually do that. And when I say cover, right. I mean like a teaspoon. But the point <laughs> is, the point is I do. There it is. The point is that it's always on there. One side note, I used to work at Nando's when we lived in the UK. Well, yeah. When we lived in the UK, when I lived in the UK. I've got personal personality disorder, apparently. When I lived in the UK, I used to work at Nando's. Um, there was a guy that came in one day and... He was on a date with a girl and he wanted to impress her. This is how sad society is in the UK. He wanted to impress her. So he ordered um, a bunch of uh, hot wings for whatever reason, like the, the hottest that they go. The most romantic okay. of all the chicken items. Exactly. Because that's 
you definitely want to be, you know, sweating and sharing. trying to like eat One these person's things. got one end of the wing, the other person's got right. the other end of the wing. Right, and you're all sweating and your hair's like gone mess and you're just like, whew, like this is horrible. Like, why are we doing this? But anyway, like he ordered these hot wings and he came up to me like, uh, like a few, like a couple of minutes later and he pulled me over to the side and he's like, yeah, you know them hot wings? And I was like, yeah, what's up, man? It's like, yeah, can you uh, make them like mango and lime instead and just put the hot flag in them? And I was like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah, I'm deadly serious. Like, I can't actually eat hot food, but I don't want to look like an idiot in front of this girl. I was like, yeah, no problem, man. <laughs> it's like, I understand. I get it. I totally get it. Um, we definitely spiked at least two of them chicken wings as the highest, like, on purpose. No way. We absolutely did. Oh, and that my was, God. It's like 10 years ago. I apologize to <laughs> that guy. God. But you ruined that guy's day. Oh. Literally, literally the Russian roulette. I mean, if you can't be, like, if, if you're lying on your first date about like how hot your wings are, like that that's not a good anyway. basis of a relationship. You're lying on the first date about who you are as a person. And Indeed. for British people, like what Nando's heat you take, that's a pretty important part of a person. I'd yeah, say. it dictates your personality quite yeah. a lot. Yeah, I don't know why, but it does. I've got so many Nando's stories. I could, I could totally go into all of them. We could do another day. Nando's podcast, right? <gasps> I could totally do that. Like I worked there for two and a half years, almost three years. Yeah. So yeah, I've, I've, Nando's podcast. So I've, like, I've, like, I've got comment, some tales. Comment if you want to see uh, a Nando's podcast. I've definitely got some tales, but yeah, maybe we'll that's our thing. Would we'll be like video games and Nando's and that's fitness apps yeah. and fitness apps. Well, there you it's, go. I found my one now, so it's a pretty. I found <laughs> it's been that the same game over I'm, and over. I'm gonna, yeah. So next week you'll be like, "How's the app going?" It's like, it's fine. They've they've released some new workouts. Yeah, and then that's I'll it. mention Eco, and then we'll talk about Nando's, and then we'll bitch about Sony and The Last of Us. That's this is basically <laughs> the. <laughs> we found it. We found what makes us unique. Indeed. <laughs> so we hate Sony. We love The Last of Us one. Uh, we hate, hate everything the else. Too. Hate the yep. Last of Us too. We hate the remake. Um, yeah, okay. There will be a day when you finish Horizon Zero Dawn as well. There will be a day when I... Are you, I thought I was going to get some crap for that. Like, you still not finished that. <laughs> like, you call yourself a gamer and you've been playing that for ages. It's a long game, man, to be fair. Yeah. And if you do everything, like, yeah, it's a, it's a good it's a good month of your life in a good way. So it's all good. <laughs> uh, do you know what I'm doing? Is uh, It's the first time I've I mean, enjoying the game so much. That I am eking it out. Like I don't want it to end. It's never yeah. happened before. No, that's that's game. a good that's 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 a good sign. Yeah. When you're doing that. Because there's there's other games that do the opposite, which like I just want to like, screw the side yeah. quest now. I just want to go right through and finish this because yeah. it's getting boring. Yeah, exactly. It's like I like this game, and the more I'm playing it, the the more it's dropping off. So if I finish it now, that I finished on a high. But with this, it's the opposite. Like me grinding it is you know. Yeah, it's just it's just they're still there, it's still fun, still enjoyable. Can't be um, a bad thing. Can't so, be a bad thing. Even the flowers, like I was like, I'll pick up some flowers. <laughs> That'd be boring. I won't enjoy it, but I'll pick up the flowers. And then there's a freaking awesome environment where it's difficult to pick up this one flower, and I've had to think about it, and I've had to go and get resources. And I was like, wow, that's really my absolute favorite thing about all of this is the fact that you've just gone from. You know, I, I need to find a fitness game where I'm punching stuff because I, you know, I want to get my testosterone open. So I'm like, yeah, that's cool. And then in the next sentence, you're talking about picking flowers in Horizon Zero Dawn. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they're metal flowers, so. <laughs> and you have to like, you know, kill some crocodiles, the right. robot crocodiles, of course, to pick right. the flower. I suppose that does make you more manly. That's way more manly. 
But right. yeah, you're a good point. Well, I'm a complicated guy. What can I say, Vern? You know, there are many layers to me. I'm the proverbial Shrek I, I, of the I video the, game world. I love the uh, defense that, well, they're metal flowers. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's manly. Indeed. <laughs> But yes, that's maybe a, a good place to, to wrap it up. That um, yeah, yeah. I, I like picking flowers and punching uh, glowing orbs. That's the stuff. Well, that's something to tell your your therapist at least. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't even have a, I don't even have a VR headset. This is just what comes to me right, in, just, in my just, dreams. You're just losing your mind, basically. <laughs> but it's all good. If you uh, if you want to carry on losing your mind listening to this podcast, then please continue to listen to us. But uh, where can uh, where can people find you, Chris? Uh, at Acrylic Pixel on my Twitter and Acrylic Pixel on YouTube, I believe. Cool. So you can find me. I am at Hillfort Games on Twitter. You can find me and some of my finger paintings there. Um, we also do a bit of indie devin. I've been, I've, I actually spent like five hours yesterday working on my indie game. So I've got some updates to put them on that. So if you're interested in that sort of stuff, then please come and follow along. Uh, yes. Also, if you, uh, if you, like the episode, then you can find us on any of your favorite podcast services. We're pretty much on all of them at this point, I believe, because we're on Anchor, which sort of spreads it out all over the internet, which is great. Mm -hmm. Or where you probably found this, which is on YouTube, uh, please give us a like, subscribe, and hit the bell notification so you can know when we've got a new episode coming up. Yes. Or we've put some highlights out or something like that. So It tells us we're doing a good thing, so it means a lot. Yeah. All just ignore us, and then we know that we're terrible at it, which is also an what important you're doing piece of at feedback. the moment. Yeah, they're kind of doing yeah. that at the moment, Vin. So that's fair. That is very fair. Yeah. But anyway, until next time, um, we appreciate you listening. Um, we will catch you in the next episode. Okay. Bye bye. <laughs>